0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Asperger Studios. Today on the show, are you somebody who's disabled and trying to find work and having no luck? Well, my next guest is co-founder and CTO of Mentra, a website that helps disabled people find work, but they do it in a whole different way. So sit back, relax, and grab your favorite beverage, and I'll see you on the other side. See you there. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Asperger Studios. Today I'm joined with Shay Belsky from Metra. Welcome to the show, Shay.
1: Thank you. It's great to have, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Not a problem. So, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and we'll get started?
1: Certainly. So, my name is Shay Belsky. I live in the Boston area, just outside of Boston. Um, I am the CTO for Mentra. We are a neurodiversity hiring platform built for job seekers who are autistic, dyslexic, have ADHD, epilepsy, anything that really describes people who see the world differently, experience the world differently, or think differently. A term that I've heard used a little bit recently is neurospicy. So sometimes mm. I called myself as being neurospicy with varying degrees of spiciness.
0: Well, that's kind of funny because there's another term I've heard called neurodistinct.
1: I've heard that as well.
0: Yeah, it seems a lot of people nowadays are hearing that word, neurodistinct.
1: It's an interesting term because I I think divergent talks about like different from the norm or as distinct. It's not necessarily different from the norm, but just different. I, I happen to like neuro a little bit better because it is it implies less of an other less of a almost a segregation type of thing i'm not sure i think it just describes things a little bit better
0: yeah so apparently you are so you are of the neurodivergent or the neurodistinct. distinct
1: when were you diagnosed i was diagnosed with autism what we used to call asperger's but now it's just autism i was diagnosed pretty young like two or three years old um I had a diagnosis pretty, almost from day one. My mom's grandma and my mom's sister were both in the education system. And Mm -hmm. as they were sort of watching me grow up, they're like, hey, Shay isn't um, developing and growing in the same way or the same time as his peers. You should have him looked at by a specialist. And then bada bing, bada boom, diagnosis. And I have scans of the paperwork somewhere. where my parents have the original copies.
0: All right. So why don't you tell me a little bit about Mentra and then we'll get going and we'll talk a little bit more about unemployment and employing and everything else.
1: Yeah. Mentra as a business was founded about a year ago. It's been around longer than that, but it only really started taking off last year. Um, Mentra was founded by uh, my co-founder, Jilika Kumar. Her older brother is non-speaking autistic, so he can't communicate verbally the way you and I are, but he is extremely brilliant. He can communicate in seven languages, just six more that I can communicate in. He writes incredible, brilliant poetry and is extremely, not well-spoken, but he's very eloquent and careful with what he communicates when he chooses to communicate in the sense that his the of what he can say is so limited. So he really is strategic about what he says. And every, every time I l- listen to him speak or communicate, I'm always blown away by what's going on in his mind. And that was sort of the inspiration behind Mentra. Um, And so we've been operating for about a year now. Yesterday was my official one year mark working for Mentra full time. And we've been really, scaling up our operations to support job seekers all around the United States. We work with pretty big employers, including Wells Fargo, Ernst & Young, and we're scaling up to have even more employers in a variety of industries. A big thing that we've seen as well is that a lot of the autism and neurodiversity hiring programs that are out there are kind of skewing more on the tech side, software engineering roles, and things like that, but that does not describe... The wide array, wide array of interests and skills and passions that neurodivergent and autistic people really have. So, we're trying to build a platform that can support the wide variety of interests that folks have. Now, a big caveat is that our platform is still in beta and we are still mm-hmm. very much actively trying to prove the business model and establish ourselves as a very fierce partner for these employers so what we're doing here is really just starting to starting to get going and the big thing that we hear from our job seekers is a better variety of jobs so right now it isn't a perfect solution but we're always trying to bring in a greater variety not just in industry but also in skill level not just entry-level jobs but stuff for more intermediate folks folks who are for a very long career. over a wide range of not only the types of roles, but the amount of experience that's required. All right. And the service is also always free for job seekers. There's no cost to them.
0: All right.
1: So why do you think there
0: is such a high rate in unemployment for those of us who are autistic or disabled, I should say, in general?
1: The entire process for getting a job, for acquiring a job, interviewing for one and then landing it and being successful is really positioned against the best interests of folks who are disabled or and or neurodivergent people. And a part of that comes down to a lot of folks who have disabilities or neurodivergent have, have a lot of support needs or need accommodations or need something else to be able to be successful. And a lot of the times, people don't know to ask for them and even when they do ask for them a lot of employers can just throw up their hands and say sorry or we don't care or they won't even say anything the number of times that i have been rejected from a job because of my neurodiversity or something else that i said that was alluded to in, alluding to neurodiversity is pretty high i would say almost half the time not i don't i can't count the exact number but it's definitely closer to half the time that i've said anything it hasn't gone well for me. But at the end of the day, that does tell you something about those employers. Like if they don't want to hire you for being disabled and neurodivergent, then I wouldn't want to work for them in the first place if that's their culture when it comes from HR and recruiting. So, so to answer your question more directly, why is it an employment rate so high? I think it's just a lack of understanding, a lack of real communication between the decision makers, the leaders, and people who can do something about it and the neurodivergent to disabled people who are in the most in need of just an ear to talk to, a face to see, and just someone who can listen and have a conversation.
0: All right. So what kind of, what process do you go through to help those find work? I mean, it's not you're obviously you're more than just a job site.
1: Yes. So a big part of what we're doing is. Not, it's sort of reinventing the hiring process in a way that puts the power more of the job seekers aside. What, the way we do this is that rather than applying for 20 jobs or 20 applications, you have one job application on our site. It takes 10, 15 minutes to do. In Fruit's application, we ask you some of the more generic questions, what's um, your work history, education, skills, et cetera. But then we also ask you for more meaningful information that is specific to you as a neurodivergent individual. For example, um, any sensory things that we need to be aware of. Um, do you need any accommodations in the workplace? Any environments you can and can't do? It's getting more at you from a neurodivergent perspective. Mm -hmm. That allows us to advocate better on your behalf when we go to an employer and say we think John or Jane Doe is a good match for this role, but we can't match you to a role if, for instance, it requires you to be in an environment with a lot of food or a lot of smells and you have a heightened sensory awareness for smell, for example then we wouldn't match you to that Mm -hmm. role. And that doesn't require any intervention on your part of the job seeker. We just know that already. And assuming this information hasn't changed over six months, then that sort of information will continue to be true. So where we're different from a traditional job site is matching information, not just on the job seeker side, also on the job side, because we ask the same information or similar information for jobs as well. We ask them, what kind of sensory things could people possibly experience in this course? Um, What kind of accommodations do you provide in this course? What kind of a role is it? How are you an inclusive organization? What can you do to promote professional development and support for your employees? Trying to make matches, not just off of the logistic compensation or location, but more about how can you provide an end-to-end supportive experience for a job seeker from the interview process through them actually being hired and continuing to be successful
0: so you do a lot more i mean what you guys are doing is very much more beneficial than a standard job site you literally take their application take have them put down in their application what their issues are and then you go to the employer and say the do you the they have this issue can you work with them
1: exactly a big part of it is Again, we ask the employers for this information as well, and we're doing a lot on the employer side to also provide more information and education to them. That way they know, hey, when you include this information as part of a job or a job profile or an employer profile, this might happen for a neurodivergent job seeker. And then also when it comes to actually having automatic matches between a job seeker and a job, we include... Those sorts of factors as part of the matching process. That way, if you have a sensory need or a sensory issue, and a job is incompatible with you, we wouldn't match you to that job, for instance. But if there's a really good match between your skill set and there isn't any sensory or accommodations issues, and this job mm-hmm. can provide you what you need, then it's a great match because you have you need what the job has, and the job can support you in that role.
0: All right Now, how many jobs have you found for those who are e- either on the autism spectrum or just disabled in general?
1: Over the last year, I think we're at or around 60 jobs that we've been able to hire for. And what's also important about that is not only have we hired for about 60-ish jobs, but I think 97, 98 percent of the people are still at those jobs today. What I mean by That's that good. is they haven't quit, fired but then let go, gone somewhere else. And this is also including all the layoffs that we've been seeing in the news recently. To the best of my knowledge, there's only been maybe one or two people, I don't know exactly, people who aren't at the job that we were able to hire them for over the 60 or so that we have hired for.
0: All right. Now, why do you think it's hard for those of us who are either disabled or on the spectrum to find jobs in general? Do you think that companies just don't want to deal with training someone who's on the spectrum?
1: A lot of it comes down to the perception that employers, recruiters, bosses, managers have of neurodivergent, uh, neurodistinct people. And that stems from their own unique experiences that each of them has with neurodiversity. So, for example, like you and I, I have one representation of autism of uh, neurodiversity of having an Asperger's diagnosis. Someone else can have a very unique representation of that. For example, my CEO's brother is a very distinct, very unique representation of autism.
2: Mm-hmm. Him
1: and I are very different people, but we share the medical diagnosis of autism. He has other diagnoses, but at the end of the day, the common trait that we have is autism. What I mean, And to, to get a step further, when you have a manager, when you have a recruiter, when you have anybody that is actually making power they likely know someone else who is neurodivergent or autistic, whatever it is. And when an interviewee says, I am autistic, there's a lot of things that they can mean by that, because everyone on the world has a distinct idea of what it means to be autistic. Now, people who know me in my life, they know me as autism, and that is their representation of autism. But recruiter an interviewer, they might know a different person who's autistic. And this person may have a lot more sensory issues. It may be struggling a lot more socially. So when you, mm-hmm. I say, when you say the word autism to that person, they may think of that. So unless you, in an interview, go for the interview and say, I am autistic and this is what that means, you get the chance to define autism for them in that moment because that makes their job easier because they don't you don't have they don't have to guess what they mean by autistic mm-hmm. you can't stop them from drawing an illusion or a conclusion to the person they know but if you've, you have it very self-contained saying like i am autistic and i struggle with for example sensory things or bright lights or loud noises and that's it then it makes it very easy for them to take that information and do with it because you kind of you've drawn a a line in the state, you've drawn a box and saying, this is my neurodiversity, this is my autism, this is what I struggle with, and this is what I'm really good at. That way, they don't have to guess what you mean. It's very clear for them. Because when they guess, then it makes it hard for them to make a decision about it. Because it just, it sort of feels to them like you're dropping a big load in their laps. you are saying, I'm autistic, I'm walking away, but you're not really helping them in that moment. And to answer your question pretty directly, I think a big reason why there's a a much harder time for autistic neurodiverse folks getting hired is just because there's just so much guessing on the part of interviewers and recruiters where they, they have to extrapolate. And that's not necessarily the autistic person's fault. It should be the recruiter interviewer's responsibility to have a better awareness understanding of the fact that neurodiverse people are very different from person to person. And when they make an assumption that strongly disadvantages the interviewee And I think that's why we see 80% of either unemployment or underemployment of neurodivergent people. I mean, what
0: you're doing for the um, neurodivergent people and the disabled people is quite a benefit because I've talked with so many people in the past and, and I've asked them, why do you think when someone puts down their disabled on the job application, the companies don't, they don't hear back from them. And it's because the company sees that they're disabled and just doesn't want to deal with them. You're taking that out of the equation and you're saying, Hey, we're going to talk directly with this company about you and your benefits and how you can help them.
1: A, A big thing that we're doing is we're, we're transforming the information that job seekers give us and allowing them to more meaningfully advocate for themselves. So when we say like, these are your skills, these are your work samples, this is your history. But we also say like, these are the areas where I struggle, or these are the areas where I have a hard time so that you don't have to. You don't have to Mm -hmm. say it, it's all there on your mentor profile. And one thing that we actually just released today, like literally today, two features actually. One of them is a way to allow you to download your mentor profile as a PDF and use that as like a resume to apply somewhere else. And also we now have a jobs page that you can browse as a job seeker to see like what are your recommended matches um, and seeing your overall like historical history of jobs that you've applied to. We're really trying to look at everything about you not just the corporate stuff, not just the education and job history, but we're looking at every part of you. What are you good at? What can you be better at? And things of that nature, which I think other job platforms don't do as well, I would say.
0: Now, what kind of jobs do you find your clients? I mean, you're, I know you're not just finding them technical jobs. Do you find them retail jobs? Do you find them jobs and just jobs they can handle?
1: We're really trying to, again, explore the wide range of things people are talented at. For example, Wells Fargo, one of our biggest uh, employers, has hired for a variety of jobs Not just in tech, but I think they've hired for like a business role, for a finance role, uh, for a security role. I don't remember exactly. But the point of it is that we're trying to hire neurodivergent job seekers for skilled roles that apply someone's talents and someone's interests and not more um, blue-collar jobs. We are certainly working with employers who are hiring for blue-collar jobs, don't get me wrong, but uh, until now, most of the jobs we've been hiring for are more white collar, I would say. But that does not mean that we are only hiring for white collar, but that's just what we've done historically. But we're simply trying to branch out, again, into that wider variety of jobs which require a different variety of skill sets. So, for example, mm-hmm. we, I could see ourselves in the future hiring for like a warehouse role or like a, a cashier role for those employers, to help get connect them of job seekers who need roles of smaller obligations or a smaller skill set just to get them going. For instance, we don't do that right now, but we are working in that direction.
0: Now, is Mantra a are you nationwide or, world, or worldwide? or worldwide? Do you plan to become worldwide?
1: We're nationwide right now just to keep the scope of our offering small and mainly to deliver, deliver the best experience for job seekers in the U.S. We do have plans to branch out internationally. At this time, we're just trying to keep it our skill pretty narrow to just the U.S. and I think just Canada, right. and I just that that makes it easier for us operationally. We're a very small team. We have a lot of job seekers, and so opening up to the entire world would blow our capacity out of the water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, what is your feeling on the term narrow distinct?
1: I I mentioned that a little bit before, but neurodistinct versus neurodiversity or neurodistinct di- neuro versus neurodivergent Divergent again it implies that someone is someone or something is diverting from something or from some norm some central thing that we all agree on and distinct simply means different not necessarily that it's different from the norm it just means different unique like you and i are distinct people but like how distinct are we from uh, average john doe like That's pretty subjective. Mm -hmm. Neurodivergent implies a very concrete, very established reality, what we consider to be neurotypical. And this is like the the template from which other people follow. But I think the term neurodivergent implies that someone is operating differently than how we expect them to, whereas neurodistinct is just much more broad and I would say much more forgiving. I'm not sure. I, I right. think Neurodivergent is a lot more open. Yeah.
0: Right. Now when you go when you have a client and they put up their thing and you go to a company, do you have you gotten any resistance from that company where they say we just don't want to work with somebody who is disabled?
1: No one has, that hasn't happened yet so far. Like we wouldn't be working with a company if they weren't fully bought into our mission and they wouldn't be coming to us if they weren't fully committed to this in the first place. No one's ever come to us and wanted to like bail out or had hesitations about it. Um, We we do find that some employers can certainly use more education or more training and more resources for their employees, for their leadership. Mm -hmm. But we've never encountered anybody who has been fully against the idea I think it's more about how do you, how do you, first off, how do you know where someone needs training in? How do you know what an employee does and doesn't know? And then how do you actually get them up to the speed where it is supposed to be? And I think that has been an interesting challenge for us where we do have employers who reach out to us and say, Hey, like we kind of are not fully aware of neurodiversity and how it affects the workplace. Can you come in and train like our employees or our HR or our managers, et cetera. Okay. And those are good opportunities to sort of gauge focus, understandings and then calibrate them all at the same level. That way, everybody kind of on the same boat and the same page.
0: Now, and that, keep, that I think
1: has been a bigger. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Do you keep in touch with the employees that you get jobs? I mean, do you keep in, do you keep tally with them throughout the year? To see how they're doing if they if they're happy or unhappy, if they want to move to a different job?
1: We do. So, Mentra is technically a lifetime service for the job seeker. So, even after you get hired, whether it's us or somewhere else, we are always here to help out job seekers with whatever's going on. And I think an also important thing to note is that even if we as Mentra don't have a job for you on our platform, you can still use your Mentra profile to apply somewhere else on a different job site. We've actually had employees reach out to us because of that when they see a bunch of folks apply uh, with their mentor profile or linking to it in some way. So you can take your mentor profile and now you can either link to it somewhere else or download the PDF and just submit the PDF and then send that to another job site. And that will also help you with the advocacy piece of it because then our mentor profile allows us to say work experience, job history. And here is the accommodations I might need. Here are some sensory sensitivities. Here are other talents of mine. Um, We consider ourselves really open to any job seeker, even if we don't have the job you're looking for, you can still use us to apply for somewhere else.
0: Right. Have you had companies like reject a client because they have too many issues?
1: I can't speak to that point. I don't know exactly. And I'm not as involved with that set of things to know hundred percent at a time. Every employer is different. Every recruiter has different needs in terms of an employer rejecting a candidate because they had too many needs or inclusion essentials. I don't think that's happened. i would be really shocked if it has. And right. even if it has happened, You'll never hear them say it. You'll never. They'll never. They'll never confirm that or deny no. Obviously, so I can't really speak to that front. One, because I'm not close enough to know, and two, because you'll never. You'll never actually hear that. You'll never hear it come from their lips. Um, right. I can't say it, it doesn't. I can't say that it doesn't happen elsewhere, but I'd be really shocked if it happened to us. I would be very surprised.
0: Now, how do companies find you, and how do you seek out the companies that want to work with you?
1: Uh, it's a combination of cold reaching out and then reaching out to us. Um, it, it's really a mixture of a lot of different um, mechanisms, opportunities. Um, a lot of our strategies come from us doing some networking, meeting people through a variety of events. For instance, we were at Disability Inn last year and we met a lot of people that way. Going back this year, I think we might have a booth, I'm not sure, but we meet a lot of people just like in-person networking. We do a lot of reach out as well over LinkedIn. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of companies are posting about this stuff. Um, We just had neurodiversity celebration week. That was a great week to celebrate everyone's neurodiversity. Also autism acceptance is coming up in April. It's another great opportunity to reach out to people. And we do a lot of other events as well. Like today in an hour and a half, there's a webinar that uh, my co-founder is a part of with the first center at Vanderbilt University. They're a very renowned, very important part of neurodiversity space because they run a lab just for neurodivergent people to have job opportunities. And so we're running a panel with them about neurodiversity in the workplace. So a lot of our strategies are organic, accidental, more corporate. It's kind of a variety of mixture, a variety of channels.
0: And finally, where can people find out more about you and Mentrum? <laughs>
1: So, if you want to learn more about Mentra or sign up, you can go into any web browser and go to Mentra.me. And then, if you're a job seeker, if you're an employer, whoever you are, read about us and click sign up at the top of the page. If you want to find me, um, there's only one person with my name, and I promise you, I only there's only one person with my <laughs> name out there. So, if you find if you search for me, you'll find me. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. Um, Go ahead and find me wherever you want to. I'm more than happy to talk with folks. My name is Shea, Shea, Last name is Belsky, B is a boy, E-L-S-K-Y. And
0: lastly, how did you get involved with Mentra?
1: I came across my co-founder's information actually on LinkedIn because she gave a TED talk, a TEDx talk at Georgia Tech where she went to school and she talked about her mission, her brother, and wanted to make the world a better place for neurodivergent folks. And I, as an autistic person, was like, wow, this is a really great story. I would love to be involved more. So I reached out to her over LinkedIn. Um, I got in touch and I became involved. It was just like a very like part, very volunteer contract type of position. And then literally like that month, the first shutdowns happened. This is March 2020 mm-hmm. where everything shut it down at once. So I was like kind of emotionally struggling. And then I had this other side thing going on at the time with Mentra, and I'm like, oh, like this will certainly help calibrate my emotion and keep me doing something exciting. I'd also just been for a round of layoffs at Wayfair. Um, my team got shut down, and I moved to another team. Um, so it was just a very emotionally turbulent time for me. And now I had this new, cool, new thing to work on. And now you're, and now three years later, my full time job. So it's kind of a dream job. And <laughs> every day I wake up, I get to change the world, and I'm really. Happy to be doing what I'm doing and very fulfilled.
0: And that's it, folks. That is Shay Belsky from Mentra. Thank you so much, Shay.
1: Thank you for having me as well. Have a great day.
0: You too.
2: You and I were hiding in our rooms while the sky burned. For the fumes, feeling like the bombs outside of flowers. Me and you stay watching through the glass as the moon came. Bodies holding hands, feeling truly like our. I love, Ooh, yeah. I, Ooh, yeah. I love the way we see the world yeah I just don't agree yeah I love the way we see the world Yeah, I just don't I love the way we see the world Right there Staring at the sun We spent our nightmares Falling in love I know you feel it. the way we see the world. I love the way you see the world